Hey, what's going on guys? This is Alex Cook and welcome to my first podcast. So this is something that's been in the works for a while and finally had a chance to get it done. So I'm going to be working on a, getting on a, to all the main uh, podcast platforms. Uh, if there's one that I missed, let me know. But uh, w- one of the main reasons why I want to do this is I, I want to get away from just relying on YouTube. It just, I mean, I, I could do a whole whole show on this uh, just itself, but YouTube just isn't what it used to be. It's it's not as easy to grow on YouTube anymore. Uh, you almost have to make clickbait, and that's not what I'm about. So this lets me go into more long form uh, conversations. Um, you know, might have some guests on the show uh, as 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 we go on. Uh, it lets me get into more long form conversations that isn't just like some you know smart ass Twitter comment and isn't just you know YouTube or Instagram clickbait. Like that that stuff's great sometimes. It's funny, but that's that's not really what I do. I'm trying to do more deep dive into uh, into some serious topics. So what I want to talk about in this podcast. And by the way, I will continue to post on YouTube. Uh, I'll keep posting there uh, as long as they let me. And uh, it's, it's I'm going to expand on other platforms as well. But uh, what I want to talk about in this is, uh, this is going to be a military podcast. So I talked a little bit before on why I left finance to join the military. And originally, I made a thread on Wall Street Oasis where I was talking about this. Okay, so Wall Street Oasis, it's uh, a forum that is kind of like peer-to-peer advice for people working in uh, the finance industry. So I made some content talking about that, and I thought it might get a few clicks, like people might have a little interest in it, but I I didn't realize just kind of how much the interest was. And since I posted that, and since I had a a YouTube video uh, that was kind of like a follow-up to it, I had a number of people reach out to me, uh, just unsolicited on LinkedIn, that had some of the same thoughts. And some of these guys are at some like pretty legit firms. Like they they were probably making more. No, they definitely were making more than I was uh, before I I joined the military. So you could say arguably they they were in a better position than than I was. Uh, so from from much of these phone calls, there were some some common themes. So that that's what I want to talk about in, in this podcast. Just what what I got from from some of these conversations, and maybe if you're thinking about uh, maybe going on this path, leaving a so-called normal job to uh, to make the jump to the armed forces, maybe some things uh, for you to consider. And look, I, I'm not trying to sell anybody uh, one way or another. I can just tell you about what the military has done for me, why I really enjoy this experience, and just some things to think about for yourself because it, it is it is big life decision. So, you know, look, the, the the main thing is I think from a bunch of these phone calls, there wasn't really anything I told these guys that they couldn't have found out really on their own, but they just wanted someone to tell them that this is normal. Okay. So like, like honestly, like in hindsight, I don't think what I did even really was that extreme. You know, like I, I joined the armed forces. True. Okay. I left a so-called normal job. True. But like, you know, there, there's millions of people that are veterans in, in the U S like there's millions of people that went through this path at some point in their life. Maybe they made a whole career out of it. Maybe they just did a stint, but like, I, I really don't think in hindsight, what I did was really that extreme. Now I was, you know, maybe one out of my peer group that did this, but well, in the process, I ended up developing a new peer group too. I'll, I'll talk about that. But look, I mean, who, who is even really to say like, what is a, a normal life or, or not? So, I mean, you, what, what kind of life are you trying to live? Are you trying to do just what everybody else in, uh, in an upper middle class community does where they go to good college, then IB? Or management consultant, uh, management consulting, and then MBA, and then PE or VC. I mean, just that that 
sort of meme path from the early 2010s. I mean, it's it's not necessarily the path anymore, but you know that was sort of like the the meme path from from all the uh, the finance blogs back when you know back when blogging was a bit more of a thing. Um, I mean, you could follow that path, and look, I, I do find finance interesting, but I think some people want to just a bit more, uh, just a, a bit more out of life. And I think what would happen if I didn't join the military? Well, I probably would have bought slightly more Amazon products. I probably would have watched a, a few more Netflix shows, and I still would be in my kind of square, boxy, like Amelie apartment, uh, which, you know, in any city, they all look almost uh, exactly the same, like those upper middle class, like, you know, Amelie or, uh, you know, Simon Property Group apartments. You know, cool story. I mean, maybe for some people that's great, but I, I think for others, they, they want something a, a bit more. So, you know, why is it that I think finance people might have an interest in the military? Because what I notice is that the military is actually really rep, uh, well represented on Wall Street. Why I think that might be the case is it tends to attract a crowd that's competitive. Okay, well, like we want to make things happen and not just watch it on TV. Uh, we want to work to have some kind of meaning to it. And I think people got into finance because they wanted the, uh, the potential to work on big deals. So maybe then they left that to to consider the military because, well, they they didn't they they didn't get to work on those big deals like they were promised like you know Ari Gold from Entourage or they were promised you know Gordon Gecko. Instead, what they got was The Office. Okay, I, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV, so maybe maybe it's a great show. But point being is, you know, you, you were expecting one kind of like badass business like lifestyle, and then what you got is filling out Excel sheets at. 11 o'clock at night because your boss couldn't make a decision uh, because you had endless meetings when an email could have just been enough. And there you are. And you probably spent actually most of the day just sitting around on your computer doing nothing, uh, just waiting for guidance. And then finally get the guidance at like six o'clock at night when everyone else is leaving. So now you're stuck there working on this Excel sheet. And you thought you were going to be Ari Gold or you thought you were going to be Gordon Gecko. But instead, here you are uh, plugging away in your Excel, make sure all the V lookups and the index matches line up. And yeah, you are not feeling like a boss right now. You are not feeling like a boss right now. So you start thinking, well, what else might I have an interest in? And you know, for me, that's kind of that. That was kind of point where I started thinking, well, what else have I an interest in? And <clears throat> you know, defense issues have, have always uh, been something that I found interesting. Uh, I actually met with a recruiter uh, all the way back in high school. Uh, didn't pull the trigger for a number of reasons. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that uh, in, in a little bit, but. Yeah, you know, I think people uh, that go into finance and go into the military, they kind of have same sort of core values in, in a way of they, they want their work to have some kind of meaning to that. And, you know, I felt like just speaking for myself, the work that I was doing in finance at the time, uh, it, it just wasn't there. Now, uh, you know, when I move on, because I, I am going to be getting out of the military at, at some point, you know, I, I want to do something maybe a bit different than uh, what I was doing beforehand. And who knows, you know, maybe you find your your satisfaction from doing something else. Maybe to you a job's just a job, but there's maybe like a charity group or or something, some kind of like civic group that you're involved in, that's how you get your satisfaction. You know, that that's fine too. But yeah, I mean what I like about the military is look, it, the whole military is not the Jocko podcast. Like the whole military is not Call of Duty, but like at least at least I did some stuff that I'm proud of. Like, at least I got some cool experiences out of it, um, really made some lifelong friendships from it and did some stuff that I just would not have done elsewhere. 
like I got to jump out of a helicopter in aerosol school. You know, I got to blow up a lot of stuff with C4. You know, I got to, I mean, they're, they're just crazy stuff. Like I've bailed people out of jail. Uh, I, I don't recommend jail, uh, just adult to adult conversation. I, I, I wouldn't recommend uh, going to jail. Um, serious stuff too, like, you know, visiting people in the hospital. So, you know, th- these are things that just, you, you, I, I was not getting these kind of experiences like leadership. Like I, I was always like an individual contributor role working in finance. And now I have people that I'm responsible for and it's, it's a different kind of feeling. So yeah, I mean, you could stay in finance if it's what you like, but I would say, just kind of think, what is it you want to get out of life? And are you doing this because it's something you really like? Or are you doing this because it's just sort of the default path ahead of you? And look, you know, you might be the only one out of your peer group that, that has this interest, but like, you're not the only one. I mean, just from the amount of messages I gotten, like you are not the only one on this topic. I definitely wasn't the only one. And you know, when you make the jump, you're going to meet a new peer group too. Like you're, you're going to make friends in the military. Like I've made friends that are definitely going to be lifelong friends uh, that, that I wouldn't have met otherwise. So like you will make a, a new peer group and you can always go back to finance later. Like there is a really big veterans network on Wall Street. You know, pretty much any MBA program has a veterans and business club. So that will always be there. But for me, you know, I joined at age 29. Uh, I really wish I would have joined sooner actually. Uh you know, through, through ROTC or, or something like that. I joined at age 29 because I'd rather join age 29 than age 30 or 31. So like there's a saying, like the best time to start is like 10 years ago. Uh, the second best time is right now. Uh, I was single, uh, you know, didn't have any kids. So, and you know, at some point that's going to change. So it, it was just easier for me to do it sooner rather than later. Uh, and I wish I didn't even sooner too, because uh, uh, I, I wanted to get a deployment in. Uh, that that didn't happen. That's one thing I was a, a little salty about. And earlier on, um, in in the 2010s, 2000s, you know, everybody was was getting deployments. Uh, you know, I, I want to talk about that too. Is I, I think what the GWAT generation, the Global War on Terror generation, did really is incredible. Like I, I think really the the whole kids or soft spiel. Like I think that's like a boomer meme. Like it's it's. I mean, I'm, I'm going to offend some people from this, but I mean, l- l- let's be serious. I mean, I, I think it's the boomers that if you want to talk about soft people, I mean, look, the GWAT generation, like these guys fought on multiple deployments. These guys spent years deployed. Like in the past, you know, maybe you would get drafted because that was a thing back then. And you might do one or two deployments. I think they called them tours of duty back then. And then like that, that's it. Well, there was no draft in Iraq or Afghanistan. So it was the same group of people people that were doing these deployments back to back and they really fought the whole thing for almost 20 years now. So I think really what that generation did is incredible. And I would have liked to have been part of that and kind of felt like I missed out. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of funny because sometimes people say sort of as a joke, or maybe they say it's serious that, Hey, you know, if a war pops off, you get called back. Like, like I'm going to view that as some sort of bad thing. I mean, for some people, yeah, it might disrupt their, uh, their family situation or whatnot. But for me, I mean, no, I mean, th- this is something that, that I was looking for. And I think some people don't just, they, they, they don't quite get it when I say that. And, and that's fine because everyone's got their own values. But if you clicked on this video for this long, you probably want to be around a peer group that does get it. And if you join, you, you will find that here. You, you will find that here. So whether it's like you do it for one stint or you stay in for 20 years, I mean, I, I've made some lifelong friendships from this. Uh, I do want to talk about though, 
the the comments that you may get from others and this and it turns out this this wasn't really nearly as big of a deal as I thought it would be you know I I think I built up way too much in my head what might people think of this me going away from that upper middle class sort of default modernity path honestly okay uh, just, just honestly I I did have a few sort of hater comments from it but most was either were, were either supportive. Or it was just curiosity. So I think I think at least myself and maybe others that like you build up so much in your head. Hey, what might people think? And then the reality is like they're not even thinking about you. Like you're 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 worrying so much about like hey, what might people say or what might people do? And the reality is like they're they're worried about themselves. Like they have their own stuff going on. So you know, get so caught up. Oh well, maybe they won't like the military, dude. Like they're 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 worried about their own stuff. Like they, they don't even care. So. Like the couple of hater comments I got, I mean, frankly, I wasn't really worried about these people anyway. Um, you know, kind of made it a, a lot of progress in that time, just kind of distancing myself from uh, negative people. And hey, for, honestly, this this might be a good forcing function for you too to to get away from uh, negative people, people that you know don't necessarily see eye to eye with you, and people that hey, m- maybe we don't agree on everything, but like at least we can respect each other's different views. And if they can't, you know, look, you. You you should move on from them. Like they're they're not going to help you out. But yeah, I, I think I built up way too much in my head what my people think. And the reality is, like they don't even care. Like they're they're worried about their own career. They're worried about their own lives. It it, it wasn't even relevant. So don't don't build this up too much in your head about what people might think because the reality is, like they're, they're not even thinking about you in the first place. So look, the the value that I've gotten out of this has been huge. Like there have been just so many lessons from this, like so many experiences that have been fun, so many that have, well, sucked too, but I, I've listened, I, I've, I've learned, listened from them too. I uh, got a lot of uh, feedback from uh, from mentors, from commanders, and some of it was harsh feedback, but it was feedback that I needed. It's what I needed to grow. Uh, I could do a whole another another podcast on like some of the lessons that I learned, like going through just basic to OCS to engineer Bullock to PL time on, I mean, there, there's so much stuff I would have done different. Like there's, there's a lot that I would, I mean, I, I think there's all less, there's all, we all have stuff that we wish we could have done different in say OCS or Bullock or PL time, like earlier on like that. But you know, I, I really have a lot of things that, that I wish I did different. And fortunately uh, you learn, learn from these lessons. Uh, but they were, the point is like, these were not lessons I was getting in the corporate world. Like these were not lessons that I was getting in the finance world. And it comes down to one big thing. I, I was not getting a leadership experience then. And you could read all the books. You could read all the 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 Dale Carnegie. You could read, you know, you, you could read all the books. You could read all the Harvard Business Review articles. But until you're actually in that position, you, you, you just don't get it. And a lot of the so-called leadership lessons that I kind of picked up from others in the corporate world, just seeing how other leaders uh, would do their thing, uh, they, they weren't good lessons. They, they were not good lessons. You know, I could do a whole podcast on this, but look, you don't want to be Ari Gould. You, you just think you want to be Ari Gould. Like, I mean, so Ari Gould, he's a character from Entourage. That was one of my favorite TV shows uh, in the 2000s, a show on HBO. So Ari Gould is uh, this uh, high-powered uh, talent agent in Hollywood. So he's, he's like this very like Gordon Gecko, like badass business figure. He's an entertaining character. And he's kind of refreshing because, especially if you're in a very sterile, lifeless, dull corporate environment where everybody's talking in HR speak, like, per my last email, and they, like, CC the whole office. Okay, he's kind of refreshing because he tells it like it is, but you don't want to be Ari Gould. 
like seriously, like the, the, the great leaders I've had, they're guys that, I mean, they, they know how to, to lay down the law if they have to, but like they're, they're not abrasive just for the sake of being abrasive. Like Ari Gold doesn't know how to tone it down and you, you, you can't do that. Like you, you gotta be able to know how to dial back too. Otherwise you're going to destroy your business. Like I, I might, I might start talking about, uh, you know, some of the bad things that I've seen in the finance industry. There's a company I was at that it, it, this company basically no longer exists anymore uh, because well, the leadership in charge, pretty much they, they ran everyone good out of the company. Like if you want to have a toxic culture like that, people are going to leave. And I'll be honest, there, there, there have been some leaders in the military that I've seen that are, you know, they, they could use some work, but by and large, you know, when you're in that position where you have people that are, that you are accountable for, where in the corporate world, I mean, they're, they're really not, you're, you're just a number in the machine. Uh, it, it, it changes you and it, it changed me. And I feel like I'm a much more well-rounded person from it. And I'm, I'm, gr- I'm grateful for those experiences. And, you know, when I go back in the business world at some point, I'm, I'm definitely going to take those with me. So this went over a lot. You know, I, I'm not trying to sell anyone necessarily on the military because it is a big decision. But from a lot of these calls that I had with people, I think, more than just information about the military, they wanted someone to just tell them that this is normal, that this is okay. And again, like who, who is really to say like what a normal life is or not? Like I, I would suggest too, like what is so great about just buying maybe slightly more Amazon products or watching like a few more Netflix shows? I mean, you, you don't have to do that. If, if, if you want to counter me with saying, well, I got this great nonprofit group involved. Okay, great. I mean, go, go, go do that. I mean, that's, that's awesome. But like do, do something. Do something. It doesn't have to be the military. It doesn't have to be, you know, whatever. But like, just do something. Don't just settle on doing things because that's what everyone out of college did or everyone from back in the day that uh, did. It's not necessarily that they have bad intentions from it. It just, that's all they know. Okay, so I might be the first person you talk to that left finance to do this, but I'm objectively not the only one. I mean, in my OCS class, we had people who, they had business backgrounds too, Uh a lot also were NCOs that want to make the jump to the officer side, but we only really had a couple people that were really fresh out of college. The most were people like myself that were career switchers or people already in the military that want to make the jump to the officer side. So even if you're not the or excuse me, even if you're the only one out of your peer group that's done this before, you're objectively not the only one that's done this. There's been millions of people that joined the military at some point. You don't have to do it forever. Like you can go back to the business world at some point later on too. And don't feel that because you busted your ass to get into XYZ investment making firm that it's game over. If you leave, like you can, you can go back, you, you can go back. Like there's other firms you can work for. So hope this is informative. Uh, I'm going to put out a list, uh, probably on my Substack on all the platforms that I'm going to be on. Cause I am trying to branch out more than just YouTube. So all the main platforms. So think the Spotify is, that's going to be the, uh, the first priority and then we'll branch out from there. But it's my first podcast. So hope you enjoyed it. And thanks for tuning in. I'm out.